You know, we've been talking about pollution of the sea by oil tankers or Somali piracy or something that affects that coast. The Horn of Africa has a few countries in this EGAD that, that you're referring to. Although people are focusing on Yemen across the, the Red Sea, but on this side, you also have African countries. Eritrea and Djibouti are some of the members there. And the problem, this vessel has been, if you like, stuck there since 2015. And because it contains oil and it's in an area held by rebels, in fact, it is held by rebels, the Yemeni rebels, the, the risk is that if there should be any leakage of this oil, and you saw what happened in Mauritius when that happened, you will have a combination of the Mauritius disaster and the, the situation a few months ago when a vessel was stuck in the Suez Canal, because the, the, the Red Sea is almost the continuation of the Suez Canal, if you like. So that passage, north of Africa, northeast of Africa, which controls traffic from Asia, from China, from India, across into the Atlantic, will, will be stopped. And, and that will not only be a natural disaster, an environmental disaster, it will be an economic disaster because when you block that passage, you affect nearly half of the world economy because of where it is. And the problem is there's no progress in the negotiations here. Initially, the rebels had said they would allow United Nations access, but it looks like their terms are not being met because this, as we mentioned earlier, Elvis, is a lucrative business. Mm-hmm. And then to Angola. She was once the richest woman in Africa, Isabel de Santos. She's she's ordered now to return to Angola five hundred million dollars in shares tainted by illegality. Yes, because this is a stake in in a Portuguese company called Galp, and Galp is a five is a fifteen billion euro fifteen billion euro company in terms of revenue, Elvis. So it's not a small company. What's interesting is that this deal was one of those giveaways that the children of former President Eduardo dos Santos would get. In 2006, the deal was concluded. The stake is worth a lot, but it was bought for less than $100 million, and now it is worth half a billion. And this is part of Joao Lorenzo, the new prime president. Well, he's not new anymore because he has now entered his second term, but the success of dos Santos, who had been initially feared, to have been nothing but a lackey of Dos Santos, but he proved that he was his own man by making tough decisions to crack down on corruption, especially taking on the children of Dos Santos, who were among the richest, as you mentioned, but now legally are being forced to return all the illegal, ill-gotten gains of, of their father's 39-year-old reign. So you feel sorry for her because she just lost her husband, but it, it was... These were deals that made Angola an an, an impregnable country because it's such a rich country that was just controlled by a few families. But there's a warning to people in Africa who believe that you can rule countries the way that Dos Santos family did and get away with it because now Dos Santos is on the run and his children are being forced to give up controls large, large uh, uh, mm. chunks of wealth that they are accumulated. And in Nigeria, the Nigerian government to invest 2.76 billion rand in Dangote refinery and 1.5 billion in Wari and Kaduna refineries. Well, that's the big story of the century, I tell you, Elvis, if you consider how big the oil industry is in Nigeria. Richard Man, Dangote, 
broke rank when he built a refinery. People have been saying, and I know you're one of them asking, why it is that countries that produce natural resources then become so in shortage of the products or products resulting from those resources. Nigeria used to have shortage of fuel and, and gas pumps when it's such a large producer. Now this multi-billion dollar investment that Dangote made is proving that if you have a private sector leadership, governments will follow. Because this was a private sector initiative, but now the Nigerian National Petroleum Corporation is more like, if you like, Petro SA of Nigeria, except it's much, much bigger because of the size of the economy, will be investing in that. So it's a public-private partnership which has been led by the private sector. That's exactly what we are saying when we talk about private sector leaders in Africa leading the government instead of complaining about corruption. Make the investments and the government will follow your lead. This is a beautiful story.